Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 44 of the Prosperity Project. We're talking today about coaches, courses, and mentors what you can learn from my experience with them. So I think that there's a lot of people in the marketplace offering courses, putting themselves up as mentors, subject matter experts, and charging sometimes fair money for what they're offering. Right, okay. Um, Actually, I don't think anybody really feels like they're they're charging over the odds for the value they're giving. Right. Mm -hmm. But some of these courses can be really, really expensive. So there is quite a popular trend, especially in online businesses now, that if you're somebody who is starting an online business, then the theory is great of like one to many. So you want to help as many people as you can. And Mm -hmm. usually that is encouraging you to develop courses or high ticket items is, you know, the term you mainly hear, like something that is a course or a program or a mentorship or coaching package that is definitely probably above what you normally spend on teaching in the conventional way, maybe face to face. So obviously the challenge of any course is it needs to provide a level of value Mm. and value can only be determined by the person receiving the course. Absolutely, And some people are going to get more value than others, Mm -hmm. but also some courses are priced particularly well for what you get. Yes, absolutely. And then some people I think are kidding themselves on the price they charge versus what's coming out of it. Mm. The challenge I have with courses a lot of the time is that there always seems to be this kind of preying on the people that are quite early in their journey. Okay, yeah. So I think when you're very early on, you're looking for especially when you've started a business and you're just trying to gain that first bit of traction what happens at that point is that you're not really ready Mm. for lessons and education because you don't even really know what you're doing yet right you've not found the traction but often at that stage you're looking to try to run before you can walk trying to get every tip hint and everything else you can in order to move ahead And I think that a lot of the courses and experiences and mentorships that are offered Mm. are actually maybe something you can't extract as much as you'd like to at that point. Mm. But yet at that stage, you're probably more willing to buy into the promises of giving you 10 times your income Mm. through a business plan. The other thing I don't like about a lot of courses is that they can often have pressure sales on them, similar right. to car sales, yeah, yeah. where you're offered pricing that is very limited time. Yes. It's a special price yeah. for a short period of time and sign up right now. And mm. it kind of almost gives you no time to think like a car salesman that says, mm. well, I'll tell you what, mm. give me a hundred pound deposit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're going to go away and think about it, that's fine because they know if you give the deposit, the chances are that the deal is already done. Mm-hmm. So obviously you had some of these things when you signed up for a course yeah. um, just over two years ago now yeah and that's what I've, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the experience of actually talking about a little bit more deeper on this podcast the first thing I will say you've given your views on courses and as somebody who has worked on developing an online business as well I see the place where these courses courses co- I see the place where courses 
and mentorships and programs and masterminds, I see the benefit, the value they can give, particularly if you're somebody on your own. So remember, we're living in a time where anyone can start a business. Mm -hmm. 10, 20 years ago, it was how do you get your knowledge from someone? Well, if there was somebody that you knew was an expert in their field, you would buy their book, perhaps, or you might go to a seminar. You know, you might pay a fee and get a ticket to go and hear them speak, but it was very local. So you either got the book you heard maybe a radio show or you saw them in person. Yeah, and it was a limited amount of people and you had to kind of know who was doing stuff. Right. They wouldn't just turn up at your door. And also the one-on-one things, we didn't have communication like Mm -hmm. we do now. We didn't have Zoom. We had, you know, MSN, but no video call and things. So the way that you could deliver knowledge was very isolated. It was Mm one-on-one, but you had to be in the same area. Well, now with the internet... If you, you're somebody who's an expert or you deal in something, you can pass that information to anyone in the world. And that's where this really revenue creation has come from, from having these standalone items that somebody can pay for and get your experience. So I get the position that, that it's a way to actually help people throughout the world. But what I have seen is the trend, though, that and encouragement that they're becoming more and more expensive and also I being a salesperson so my background has been in IT sales for Jing's 14 years or something I know some of the the mindset some of the scarcity some of the you know you've got targets to hit so you're wanting mm-hmm. to kind of close I can see those quite clearly in the, some of the structures of these enticements is it's maybe it's somebody who is in a particular part of their journey and hoping that they can give them the secret or you know this little bit of knowledge that if you know it um you'll you know you'll be set free if you like so i do i get the guarantee and i will say obviously as we kick off the podcast i i've made courses i've made two courses yep. for money what i find though is it's more like it's a learning path that I so I have YouTube as my main way of talking to people and mm-hmm. teaching people. So YouTube's free. Obviously, YouTube put adverts, and that's how I get a little bit of ad revenue. They make money as well from that. But you're not charged for watching YouTube. You can watch hours and hours all day, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I've had a lot of questions of people wanting like a kind of concise layout of learning, similar to a book. So I created in two areas a low cost course that would give you you know just that logical flow in key areas right the whole point of that was to ultimately consolidate a lot of the information that people are asking in a quite linear format Mm -hmm. and i think ultimately there's nothing wrong with courses as a principle there's also nothing wrong with a very expensive course yes i think actually the whole point of this podcast is to discuss business practices Mm -hmm. that that you've experienced yes, yeah. and businesses practices that you can see potentially elsewhere mm-hmm. um, both in either the delivery of the course or the person running the course or also the tactics to get you to sign up before you have really thought about yes. the process of whether it's right for you and whether you sign up now or whether you sign up later and everything else so it's not courses or the price of a course that specifically an issue is the tactics yes. for sure to get you on and to keep you there exactly and, and what, and what you get the, and what the, yeah exactly so as you said in two years ago january 2019 on paper i probably made the worst financial decision i've ever made in terms of money for value mm-hmm. right and the hope of this podcast is it, and i'm going to do a video on my youtube channel there's also a blog post about it on my website where i go into a bit more detail my whole point is if i share my experience 
and the things that I've learned, then it will help you when if you are wanting to make decisions of a similar nature and a similar financial size, you've then got not just the people who love things, you've got a full eclectic experience of just some things to be more mindful of. So when I was in 2019, just been running Mama for, for, for about nine, 10 months, both of us were working full time and I was completely engrossed in personal development books and all that. And a very famous one that I'd read a couple of times is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's often cited as one of the best money books out there I think it's a great mindset book it's a little bit dated now but um, there's certainly a lot of practical things that are probably have been superseded in it now but one of the elements that he first brought about was this term called a mastermind and that's what we're seeing a lot of this will relate to masterminds and high-end association courses if you like these top I'm, I'm really going to say anything that's above maybe what you would spend normally within your budget on going on a course or a seminar okay so I'm really thinking anything that is a considerable financial about, amount you're talking about amounts which are probably more than going on a holiday absolutely so large amounts of money whether in their US dollars or UK pounds and for me I'd, I'd watched a number of videos and you know lots of different gurus talking about their masterminds and things and the opportunity came about for a mastermind that was actually linking back to some of the principles I'd read about in Think and Grow Rich. So a community of people, but you would be guided through, as I was led to believe, like really it could solve all my problems. And that's how it was worded. It was this one coach would solve everything within my business. And I was, so step back, January 2019, at the end of January 2019, I was a couple of days away before being sectioned because I had a mental breakdown, right? Yes. I, so basically this course and a decision a decision on this mentorship was about seven days before I was then taken to hospital and told that I couldn't leave for a couple of weeks, right, to be looked after. So I would definitely say I was very, I was very uh, desperate. I was very... Uh, well, you, you I was were... looking forward to something that would change our world. Yes. Desperation is the best way I can think of it. I was just, I, I was fed up of reading books all the time. It was like, there must be something I'm not doing. Yeah, you were right? looking There's for... There's something out there that I'm not doing. As a lot of people do, you were looking for the secret source to something. Absolutely. Like, what's the method, the thing I need to put in place? And you were um, open to lots of different opportunities and mm -hmm. thoughts and ideas. And ultimately, you just wanted something which would unlock the door absolutely. to the next step. It had step. to be something, And right? because of the frame of mind you were in, absolutely, there was a kind of desperation yes. around that. Now, the thing about the course that you signed up for was it wasn't like some random person from some random place and something you'd never heard of, but they were promising everything in the world for you. Yep. The good thing is about the course that you went on was that it was a foundation within... Um, an area that you'd already studied where yes. there were books and you know recognition and it was one of these gurus it was linked to the gurus that I've been watching so, as well regarding so yeah. it's not like it was a fly by night random person who'd never no. done a course before offering something there was definitely a deep grounding mm, in mm. something that you were resonating with at the time as well Absolutely. so therefore it made the course definitely more viable it had more um, I guess respect around it mm, mm. and more gravitas around what it might be able to provide Absolutely. for you. Absolutely and you know from find and that's the thing I didn't find out anymore I basically had a call with the lady who was running this program this and it was a year long and within the first call of course you asked for money 
that's one of the, the, the red flags that I should have. And time pressured at that. And time pressured. So the, the very much, you know, she assured me she could help fix my business. She knew. So my business outcome and goal was at that time for us to basically have choice with our day. Didn't matter about who was going to work or whatever. I just felt that my business was making money basically what we've kind of we've had for the past two years subsequent but you know what could allow life to have choice because I didn't feel we had choice and I was working really hard and there must be something I'm not do you see how it's all quite lack yeah, mindset of, of there's course. something I'm missing that somebody knows the secret to um so anyway within that one call it was you had to pay a deposit and if you didn't, I actually said to the lady, I said, I wanted to talk to you. And she was very kind of put off by that. Like, why Why would you need to ask your husband? It's your decision. It's your money. You know, very mm-hmm. kind of, you don't discuss it's hard this. Sales, yeah. It's hard sales, right? But anyway, I didn't do anything. But that night we talked. And so the cost of, and I'll disclose that here, you know, it ended up being about the equivalent of £8,000. It's basically $10,000 just under. But it had to all be paid up front. And also you had to sign a contract that said you would pay for it all up front and you had n- it was non-refundable. But also with that, so how long is the pricing valid for, that £10,000? Oh, it was going to go up to... Oh, 50- sorry, £8,000. It was going to go up to £15,000 if I waited any longer than a day. Okay, so basically very short term, yes. very, um, I guess, pressured pricing and very much focusing on the fact that if you really want something then you need to bite it now because otherwise you're going to kind of miss out on it. Now, one thing to say is a lot of the times when people are offering anything, whether it's a car, a course, or any product for a short-time deal, Mm. the product will be available, if it's like a year-long course, it'll be available next year. Or there'll be someone else offering a course. So subsequently, we've learned that this course ultimately is one that a lot of people can it, run. It's like a franchise. Yeah, you so, can basically buy into yeah, the company. So, so you get the almost the license to run it mm-hmm. and then you can run it. And people run it for a range of prices going mm-hmm. from about $3,000 up to $20,000. It's the same course material, but how the person runs it, how engaged they are, how much access to them you get, and all the rest of it is up to them. Mm -hmm. And obviously people's styles are different. You might resonate with someone better than you resonate with someone else. But the key with all of these kind of things is that these people are kind of, for this particular course that you did, Mm -hmm. definitely are driven on how many people they can get to sign up and things like that. But yeah, yeah, it's just one thing to consider. Whenever you're pressured into anything, there's always another car. There's always another course. There's always, it's available next year as well. If you feel like you've got to sign up for something right now Mm, it should be a red flag it should be a red flag especially Mm. when you have no real time to think to maybe do some research to ponder your thoughts one thing my my dad always said and it's something that stuck with me my dad Mm -hmm. didn't say a lot of wise things (laughs) particularly he didn't have the life experience to do so but one thing he said and it stuck with me forever is when in doubt leave it out and it's such wise words as far as whether you're going to buy anything or do anything if you if you've got any doubt at all, yes, you don't do it. And I think that that should be key, especially when you're spending big money on courses. So anyway, so you signed up for this course. Ultimately, yes. we had a discussion. Yes. You signed up for it. I was very, it, very strong. But, but you didn't really know anything about kind of what it entailed at that time. No, How much detail so, did you have? So the detail with her over the phone call was that it would be 12 months. You'd be part of a small group, a mastermind with her. You'd have access to her as much as you wanted, but it would be using a particular course structure that was 
linked to this particular man who's very yeah, so famous in the kind of um, business development, business strategy, very famous. So, so everyone follows the same structure yeah, yes, um, who's running course. this course. But again, their methodology is like how they give the course. So mm-hmm. yours were done... Um, you, you learned it was going to be like a group setting. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. potentially someone else could do it as different one-to-ones mm-hmm. or whatever they want to do ultimately. But yours was group settings. You had access to the coach. Yes. But obviously, I think at first you'd have quite fair access if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but then you were told that that was going to diminish over the course of time as you got busy with other things. Yes, it yeah. would, it, it would You'd be, be largely in the weekly group call and text message and things like that so anyway so you signed up i signed up i we paid off it we paid it on full on your credit card yeah not the same financial choices you'd make today oh absolutely not so so i will say though we had the cash as in we had savings and investments yeah so it did require so i put put it on card and then um knowing and i said to her this you know this is basically the majority of our savings on this what she did also say to me was that i could pay for it over installments but generally she would assume that I'd be paying off very quickly so if I didn't pay the full amount that day I would need to make a commitment to her that we paid off by a certain day very very quickly so again you're paying off before the end of your 12 months it's not a monthly fee it's no you you've signed up I want I want so, my so, money so, now. so you gotta pay for it yes. so ultimately facilitating you to pay for it mm-hmm. in a way that works for you but as quickly as possible and ultimately again just making your decision easier mm-hmm. okay so you sign up for the course yep. next day you learn a little bit more about it you find out what you're going to get and everything yep. else and then fast forward a week oh not even that so the next day when I got access so you sent emails for the portals and you had to buy a book didn't you? I had to buy a book so the book was ninety dollars which, okay. yeah, so, so you're encouraged so, to buy a book so, of the So the that outline. was almost compulsory. Yeah. You did that. And then we- I saw the information on the portal, which ended up being like 12 really old videos from this guy with basically question and answers in the notebook. So that's what you were doing for the next 12 months. You'd, you'd basically repeat this 12 week course four times. So, and the whole thing, the, the, the main lessons in it, this particular mentorship that I was on, is all to do with. Um, kind of repeat patterns repeat saying things to yourself it's positive thinking but it's not it's it's almost like hypnotic positive thinking yeah. so you say the same thing and you know you do audio recordings and the whole point is that you you're implanting your subconscious brain and all that so we got that and then of course we had the weekly call with other students and again we would maybe get access to her if we wanted to but it was really kind of discouraged it was kind of like no the weekly call is the and it also she wouldn't be every week some weeks should be in training she said so- I think that ultimately when you found out that the core of the material was based on these videos that yeah. certainly weren't newly recorded no. and you'd spent the money yeah, and you were most of our savings <laughs> and it's most of your savings, our savings. And also you were trying to kind of move life forward and change the shape of it. Yeah. And this was a big commitment. And after you got all the information, after you'd paid for it and then yeah. got all the information, Ultimately, that led to you feeling like, oh, poop, this might not be the answer. It was definitely one of the things I think that triggered uh, uh, Among other sure. stuff, There's other pressures stuff, and other things. But trauma. then, basically, less than a week later, then 
you had your breakdown, yes. which meant that you needed to be hospitalized yep. to look after you. And then ultimately they decided to section you and everything else. Yeah. So that happened. And of course, I'm not thinking about courses or mentorships. Right? I've never had a breakdown before. And whereas I can see at this stage that this sign up, among other things, it was has been just, a factor. It's just probably in one it. extra thing that didn't help, you know, just feeling. I think, to be honest, there's a real sense of when I signed up and actually saw what I was getting a lot of people can maybe resonate with this but you see the value that you've put out there and you go oh my goodness I'm so embarrassed like why Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of courses out there that do make sure you know exactly what you're getting right but a lot of them they'll charge really high fees and it seems very wishy-washy or it's just been in their presence almost you're sold on the promises of Mm, the outcomes mm. rather than the actual meat of the content and a lot of them are pay up in full as well so this extra layer was this particular lady had a a no refunds at all and I had never signed up for any mastermind any high ticket course before this was my first one and so I kind of assumed that could be normal you know but obviously I'm not planning on not enjoying it no and the thing is if you sign up for something you expect to enjoy Mm. so the no refunds policy not a big deal overall i mean really it should be that if you sign up for something and then you get the material and everything after the fact Mm -hmm, because mm of the short-term pressure and the lack of time to really research and understand and that's the Mm -hmm. thing i suppose you shouldn't be signing up for something if you haven't had the opportunity to really look into what you're going to get and i think that that can lead you to a wrong place in the first place but let's move forward so you were hospitalized ultimately yes. and weren't in a position to be able to take part in this particular course at all for not only the time you're in hospital, but your state of mind for definitely a period of time afterwards. So yeah. between us, over the course of various course interactions... Of two, uh, yeah, three or four weeks over that kind of blocking yeah. phase. So, so we had interactions with your course provider saying, look... Jennifer's not going to be able to do this course. She's not in a place. This has happened. And really kind of transparent about the fact that she was hospitalized and just in this place. And part of the sign up was probably her being maybe not quite as thoughtful as she might be when Mm -hmm, choosing things in the future. mm -hmm. And therefore, you know what? Can we get a refund on the course? Yeah. There's one call taken part. The book that you have to buy is separate. That's to, right. It's a separate transaction to yeah. this thing. So therefore, you know, can you have a can we have a refund? Because I, I didn't intend to take. I was really kind of just. We didn't actually know what state I would be in. Would I go back to work and all that? We we didn't know where you'd be or when. Because ultimately, yeah. the, the with any challenges that people have mentally, you don't know how long things to might rebuild. continue on for. Yeah. How long it's going to take rebuild? Whether people are going to be the same again? And remember, neither of us have experienced anything like that before, known yeah. anybody. So therefore, you're completely in the dark. Yeah. So at the very early stages, when I was trying to kind of communicate and everything else, I didn't. I didn't know when Jennifer was coming home or how she was going to be or anything. But the fact is, we got basically pure refusal of a refund. She wouldn't speak to you. She wouldn't speak to me at first, but also going on about the no refund policy. And this is the challenge, right? I understand no refund policies, but also as a business practice Mm -hmm. and as a business owner, there needs to be an element of duty of care for your customers and ultimately human compassion Mm. and there was not one piece of that and it wasn't just during the couple of weeks you're in hospital and then you had like a call or something um after the fact 
But I think it was probably over the course of six months or maybe even a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, we can that, go over that, how much of it I actually did, but yeah, it but was it, very, it doesn't, very like, The, the amount of interactions don't really make a difference. It was more intense, um, first of all, when you left hospital for mm-hmm. you to actually have a call about it and discuss it. And then moving forwards, um, you, you maybe reached out again. Yeah. Because obviously it, it has an impact on your engagement in the course. So you did absolutely try to join the course yeah. and get back into it. So when I came out of hospital at the end of February, I reached out to the, the lady and yeah, it was a blind refusal refusal to me. There was no way, I'd say, she said I'd signed an agreement, a legal agreement, so that was it, it didn't matter. what. And all she said was I could defer it for the couple of months till I got back my own. So that was it. Basically, you can't get a refund under any circumstances, but what I will do is you can wait and start your year when you feel up to it, which... At that point, again, I'm sensing this, like, I'm like, well, what's so important about my money? And she lets it slip on the call that she didn't have the money anymore. Like, she's, and so to me, that was kind of her saying, look, I've already spent your money, so I can't even, if I wanted to, give you it. But so I'm just going to keep saying you can't get a refund. Um, What I will say, and I think this is important before we go too much further, I contacted the lady who ran the mentorship that I was on, I contacted her about a month ago, didn't I? To actually, before I started, I wanted to talk about this because I feel it's important now with the platform that I've got so that other people can make consideration, not just about, I'm not talking about her course, but I just want consideration for all high ticket things you're thinking, particularly in the area of personal development. I reached out to the lady just to check, was this still how her business was being run? And over the course of that conversation, she actually agreed to give us a refund, but only if I was willing to sign a legal document that said I would never discuss her her business any or the interaction. Refund, the so this episode is actually <laughs> a little way of like when somebody's got a story, equally you can't bribe them and say I'll give you a refund as so, long as you don't talk about it ever again. <laughs> so the key part about those interactions. So ultimately, you did the course for a little bit and then you stopped doing it because you couldn't buy in I think to I went the education on process. So we don't have at the most. We, we don't really have a view on how good or bad the course I know, is. And I the know. reason for that is, imagine that you went on a course and one of your exes that you hated was running it. It's probably too strong, but just somebody no, no, but, you didn't like. But the fact is, if you had an ex where it was a bad breakup and they were running a course and you didn't know and you went on that course, your ability to engage in that course and get something from it would be very, very limited. Absolutely. And therefore, your results of that course would not be a successful outcome, mm-hmm, I would suggest. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this would be exactly the same situation. When you are also on a money and mindset sort of course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've looked for a refund with a reason that is very valid, very provable, and also looking on someone's compassion, mm-hmm. and they're not willing to give you a refund, then it sounds like they're more interested in the money and that their approach to money yeah. isn't yeah. what the course is trying to preach, mm. which means it, it, it makes it doubly hard to, to sign in. So you stopped doing the course. And I absolutely- just couldn't engage. So I did maybe a couple of weeks. That was the last time I spoke on a phone call to the lady was the end of... March I believe is the last yep. like spoke spoke to her the rest of it was just on the weekly call and I think I went on four 
anything. I went on, I did genuinely try, but I found very quickly the course also, I couldn't, I couldn't engage. I have no way of knowing if it was good or bad or not. I I just couldn't, I I didn't want to look at the material basically. And then down the line then, when you were including some emails, you at one point just said, you know what, just Just don't take me off. Just don't include me anymore. And you didn't get any response. So I think that was about the August time, September time. So so as I said, then you move forward, you reached out to her fairly recently to see if her policies had changed. So before making any videos or yes, blog posts I want to or make podcasts, sure you just wanted to see whether the, the policies had changed. Now, when you signed up for the course, you had um, probably about 6,000 subscribers, something like that? No, I don't know. it was less. It was like 2,000 subscribers. Okay, so therefore, really small, relatively, yeah. your audience is quite small. Um, whereas when you reached out um, about a month ago or so, mm. then obviously you've got a much, much bigger following and therefore you have an impact potentially in someone's business if you were to say something about it online. And ultimately, people will sometimes do whatever it takes to protect that. So whereas... Um, a refund then was offered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't because your circumstance although it was yeah and the response suggested that because of your circumstance probably deserved a different result mm. the fact that there was multiple opportunities for that to occur way back when mm-hmm. means it's very clear that actually it's nothing to do with your circumstances and um, everything that happened and your choices for looking for a refund but purely comes down to the size of the audience you have yeah. and the platform that you have to share your story and preservation of the mentorship and the um, courses that are being offered and, and I think that's disappointing that's not the yeah. right way to do business that's not the right way to to be as someone that's trying to coach others to run their businesses and to be kind of good people in the world so uh, that, yeah, I mean, that we, was a real disappointment to kind of see this change of tune and the other thing to note is we missed out during the past two years so last year we used a third party complaints company to ask the institute so not just her as an individual coach the institute and it was refused again so that was like to a third party yeah, m- multiple opportunities yeah. to to have a different view but the moment that the kind of audience is recognized and the size of the platform that you have yeah then suddenly it's a different story and first it was yeah we'll give you a refund but also i've had admin fees i have to pay to kind of like the the higher up level which you won't get and then it was okay fine you'll get a full refund but i have to sign but, another legal document yeah the legal document of basically <laughs> don't talk about me this this refund or anything anything in any public which which you would understand um ultimately as a business owner if you're looking to preserve your business and you don't want someone to leave a bad review or somewhere especially if they've got um a few followers Mm. then that makes sense but again it just summarizes i think the approach to business that's being had so it's it's really quite selfish based and um, not looking out for the interests of the people that are signing up on the course and almost I guess backs up that whole preying on people to get them to sign up as quickly as possible and then not once they become part of the course mm. and they've signed this no, no refund thing then ultimately who cares what happens after that I've got their money so great I know, and I think looking back, the first, the red flag definitely was the no refunds. Like that's not generally a business structure unless you feel it. And I think what happened in their particular case, and I think what's true in a lot of courses and a lot of high ticket items, maybe there is a minority of people who are embarrassed 
or you know have are you a bit ashamed that they've It'll spent be purchase all this regret money. maybe as yeah. well once it's gone out the door well maybe a little bit that but more so once you actually see the qual like how many people would maybe request a refund after going through the programs we're very quick to announce to people who have enjoyed it but do we act you know are we actually off you know willing to take on board maybe people who say actually this course is maybe lacking a little bit i don't think it should be worth that amount i should you know. i suppose the challenge you've got is how do you measure between someone choosing not to engage exactly versus right. exactly. the course just being poor so yeah. so i i understand the challenge what i would say is if you're signing up for a course um i would probably give people like the first week Mm. and then say right well these are the materials this is what's going on this is yeah. the structure or or better yet give people all the information up front mm -hmm. so they know what they're signing up for and don't run these make your decision now otherwise Absolutely. this price is going to change yeah. give people a little bit of breathing room because then you'll end up with a lot better customer satisfaction Absolutely. You so obviously yeah. you're offered the refund yes offered the document and i didn't sign it obviously <laughs> um, i didn't get the refund i didn't sign any documents no i'm not doing that no and we we actually and what's the reason for that <sighs> We've been over this a couple of times, right? I think genuinely, I believe speaking about courses and mentorships and masterminds in general, the way I hopefully am on this, and I'm going to do a YouTube, I've already done a blog post about it. I want people to have an insight into maybe where things are a little bit more red flag than they should be. I'm seeing a lot of courses and masterminds for a, for really high prices, but also I wonder how much is actually true. It seems almost like it's the thing you do. Like if you've been teaching something for a year, right, I'm going to do a mastermind. And what you end up doing is you yourself make lots of money, but I don't believe that then that equates to actually value that you're giving other people. Like the tag is almost, well, I'm a millionaire, therefore... I must be, you know, worth more value yeah. or something. Yeah, and that's the thing. Some of these courses will not have the content that is... That backs up. It justifies the ticket do. price. A lot of them do. A lot of them will. do. And, and this is the point. It's not to say do or don't sign up for courses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The whole point is, you know what? Take a step away from the sales tactics mm -hmm. and actually understand what you're getting for your money. Mm -hmm. Also know that it will be there on another occasion. Mm -hmm, so if you're not mm -hmm. quite ready, either financially or from your business progress, mm -hmm. to sign up right now, Although the sales tactics prey on scarcity, yes. ultimately, if it's a good course and it's making money, it will be run again. Absolutely. And also, if it's a course being run and it leads into a bigger business, mm -hmm. there will be other people running it too. Yes. So therefore, that will probably run at different times of year as well, I would say. Maybe yep. you yep. know, staggered yep. signups. Yep. And you can then shop around to A, check on pricing, and yes. B, check on what you're getting as par, part of the packaging, and also see see whether there's any particular individuals running it that maybe you resonate more with than others. Yeah. You can go on a few calls and then see which mentor or coach suits you. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this isn't to say don't sign up for things and don't do things. It's just to step back and take that time to really consider, is it right for you? Yes. Do you want it? And not the the price will double if you don't sign up in the next 10 minutes mm -hmm. because that doesn't ever promote anybody to make the best decisions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can be lucky and make the right decision. Yep. Either you say yes or no at that time. But 
you can't guarantee the best decision mm. unless you can take that time and space to really ponder what you're doing and awesome. what you're signing up Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I was just going to say here was when it, in the dialogue recently with the lady who was coaching, she said that, I had said I wasn't signing anything, I wasn't willing to accept a refund. She said, oh, ah, but remember, I've got text messages from you saying that you're enjoying it and things you know it was very again the manipulation mindset saying well if you're going to speak out about this I'm going to tell people that you actually enjoyed it and as I've shared on this podcast I took part in a couple of the weekly things up till about August which was about five or six months into I tried like and I don't the material wasn't bad it was well, just also, you're, the course overall you're, you're and also a treated. nice person so if someone says oh what do you think of it I'm going to Right. Yeah, you're gonna like imagine the amount of times that any of you are out in a restaurant and they come around and you know you've been sitting there eating the meal and you've been saying ah oh, it's a bit cold. But you never go back. You know, I don't like this. And they say how's everything? And you're just mm, it's all right. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. No, it's rare that anybody says oh you know what it was a bit cold and I'm not really enjoying it and it's not that great. Most I of the time you go I, mm-hmm, this is fine. So it's probably a similar situation. Someone's think, asking to your I face. I think though back then as well I was more the type of person who wouldn't want to upset anyone right so you're more likely to say the course is good that's not saying her she's good but I think now I'm more willing to say look actually it's not quite measured up or you know I think this could be done I think I've grown a lot well also again your state of mind so the thing is Mm -hmm. when you had the breakdown you went into hospital and you don't come out of that kind of circumstance often fully kind of on your a game Mm-hmm, so that's the mm-hmm. thing, right? It took a few weeks for you to kind of get yourself back to where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of were maybe at 90, 95%. Mm-hmm. But that last 5% is some of the maybe extra spice that you have where you would say, no, this is rubbish. Yeah. So that's the thing as well. You might be saying one thing, but actually it's because you just don't quite have the the courage or the presence of mind yeah. to be able to say something else. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with that. And just because you said you liked it doesn't mean you actually liked it again you've just been polite I just I thought that was kind of maybe quite fitting that sometimes you don't see the best of people when actually you know they think that you're going to tell others and And, it's a shame people have to be like that right and and that's the key right ultimately in that last interaction not only was it about looking to see whether policies have changed because I'd want to know that it's not the way it's done now but, but also it was interesting to see that the individual was also the same as what you dealt with yeah. that two years or 18 months before by the time you kind of finished the, the communications. Yeah. So you were looking to see whether there was any change at all, maybe um, some kind of empathy that appeared in her business practices. And she maybe but, changed policies. Or changed, poli- yeah. you know, whether it was enforced or whether as, as a human she decided to have a different yeah. view and approach. But based on the interactions you have, it definitely felt like the business was being run exactly the same way with the same attitudes and approaches. Yeah. So to end off this podcast, first of all, I really hope sharing my experience. As I said, it might look on paper the worst financial decision I've ever made. But actually, the flip side is I always believe there's a positive reason why something has happened. The positive is now anytime we're investing in our business or ourselves, we double down on actually 
actually what is really the value and does it equate could we find that information somewhere else could we speak to somebody else could we be mentored by someone else could we do something differently and think of inspiration we're not so quick to think that something shiny yeah we just is, take our time exactly the next thing is in my case please don't be pressurized either so it's very common they call them sales funnels for a reason. They get you in with like a free offer. Then it moves on to a course that's maybe about $100. Then there's a high ticket. If you feel yourself being led down a sales funnel with tactics about you've got to sign up today, take away that fear of missing out, okay? If you were not pressured, would you still sign up? And that's then your decision process. Is it because it's saying, oh, buy this for an extra four pounds right now, right now? do you actually truly see the value or have you just been laid down a sales front funnel? The other thing is with my particular course, I didn't realize at the time, but it was actually being offered by multiple people. There was multiple ways to get this course. And it's the same with if there's a course or a mentor or a mastermind, it'll be running probably next year and the year after. There's always usually multiple opportunities. Don't be led by scarcity. And the final thing I think Matt and I would really love to get over is see what you're signing up for okay there unless it's a brand new course you're more likely if it's a brand new course to be one of the few who get to test it and help change it for you know for far cheaper but use google use youtube use instagram ask around who's been through the structure who can tell you what it's like because i don't believe that every single person going through a course will love it i believe some people will also have suggestions on where it could be improved and just find out is it the right thing for you so taking all three things on board i've talked more about this on youtube and my blog if you do want to find out a bit more information and maybe just to see you know if it's something that you were interested in and you could take my experiences with then you can go and check those out but i i hope today an episode from my life we've been using will help you if you are going down similar paths in your personal development or your business life so if you have enjoyed this podcast then why not subscribe to our podcast and maybe give this one a five star review if you want to know more about this particular subject then you can find the information on the mama fur fur youtube channel and also you can find the blog post on mamafurfur.com absolutely so i hope you've enjoyed this episode today please be sure to check out the other ones that we've created on the prosperity project and we'll speak to you very soon